0: Welcome to the Shia's Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, Laura McLean, and I will be interviewing unstoppable women who are doing big things, making a massive impact, and changing the world. I hope you are ready to be inspired and start going after your biggest dreams. Today, I am speaking with Shonda Drone. This superwoman is the epitome of a boss babe, cool mom, devoted wife, entrepreneur, real estate extraordinaire, social media queen, and so much more. I am so excited for you to hear from our next guest as we talk all things real estate. Please welcome Ms. Shonda Drone.
1: Hi, Shonda. How are you? Hey, I'm doing really well. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for being on today. I'm super excited about it. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. Whenever I saw Ashley our mutual friend post what she did. I kind of went down the rabbit hole and I was like, oh, I think I need this girl on my podcast. She is the definition of unstoppable.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. I love Ashley. And I don't know if she told you kind of how we've met, but that has been just a a crazy kind of experience in general, but a, a big fan and I'm glad she's here. And I was able to you know, help her and her family find something here too.
0: Yeah. She did tell me, which is an awesome story and so fun. And uh, she, she is a great friend. She is always such a big supporter and a big encourager. So um, she's a great friend to have in your corner. Right. So why don't you just tell everybody how you got started, when you got started and just a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah. Well, so um, my name is Shonda, Shonda Drone. I am I'm a wife to a retired NFL player, Sean Drone. Um, I am a mom to two beautiful children. I have a 11 year old daughter and an eight year old son, London and Camden. I also obviously am a realtor. I got into real estate, I got my license in 2015. So the beginning of 2015, it's almost been eight years which is crazy to kind of think about. Um, but originally I was doing it very part-time while Sean still played. Um, we kind of knew that he was, you know, transitioning out, you know, soon we would we would probably be seeing retirement soon. And so I've always been fairly interested in real estate. I loved open houses, you know. I I like helping people. And I met a realtor one time when we were in Chicago while he was playing with the Bears. And um she was she was incredible. So just a little backstory, I guess. Sean and I moved 22 times in seven seasons. So, oh definitely, my <laughs> we definitely had our share of just like realtors that we worked with. And a lot of times it was just, you know, somebody helping find us a, you know, a rental, whether it was a townhouse or an, a, not an apartment, but, you know, sometimes it was like fully furnished. And we just did a lot of moving. We didn't necessarily have um or he didn't necessarily have a long stint like longer than two years at any place and we would always come home for the off season anyway so back to North Carolina during the off season um but sorry I kind of got off when um I met uh an agent in Chicago her name was Penny and she was incredible and we just had conversations I asked you know how do you how do you like it you know do you is this great for you and she was like I think that this is something that you would be really good at um and that kind of just sparked my desire to get my license, even if I wasn't really going to be super active. And then my husband, who again was kind of we were in the transition period, he's big into like investing. He's done a couple of flips. So he was doing that even while he was playing. But it kind of was like, okay, well, you get your license, I'll do this, and we can kind of just keep this money, you know, in the family. Um, to where when he did. An investment property or he flipped a home I would be able to help as far as like the the realtor side of things so that was the original plan and I got into it and I loved it and I eventually started just kind of putting myself out there and um, things have really taken off since
0: wow that's an incredible story yes. I feel like after 22 moves you're just already an expert I'm a a professional, at least at packing. Yeah. There's probably just so much knowledge you have just in that alone. (laughs) So, so then what, so whenever you started, did you have
1: children yet? I did. So, um, our daughter was three months old when Sean got like played in his first, like went to his first camp um, in Kansas city. So at that point we were living in Maryland. We had both pretty much just graduated college and he went off to Kansas city. He stayed in Kansas city. He played in Kansas city a couple of years. At that point I was traveling. So I was traveling back and forth to Kansas city. He would come home in the off season or on their breaks. Um, we weren't married yet. So that was that. And then, um, our son came three years later, and he was still playing. So at that point we were, Sean was actually playing in Baltimore at that time. Um, And so we had our son three years and then Sean played an additional three years after that. So yes, all of our moves included at least one, but most of them, two kids.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So then whenever the kids were smaller, younger, I should say, Mm What what did that look like for you? I'm one of those people that like I dive headfirst into something. Wow. And it doesn't matter how much chaos is going on in my life. Like if I tune in on something, like I'm full in. So did you dive all in, or were you like, no, not the right season for me? I need to slow down for a little bit. Yeah. I can pick this up
1: later. Yeah, I definitely. Um, so our son was born in 2014. I got my license in 2015. So I was a stay-at-home mom. I was a bit of I was a housewife but because we did so much moving it would have been difficult for me to do almost anything at that point. we just didn't have a lot of stability. So I was very much I was a homemaker. I was a, a housewife where anytime we moved anytime we did anything, I was obviously the one who had to to pack and to schedule everything and to make sure that the kids were able to go to school. you know our daughter was in kindergarten. Our son would go to daycare some days, or even just half a day. So I I did all of that, and then I started to study in 2014. Got my license in 2015, and then Sean still played a couple of seasons after that. Oh, okay. Um, so I was very part time once I got my license originally, because I was only here during the off season. So I did a lot of referrals. If I, you know, if we were home and somebody wanted to purchase or do a sale. It was very much just friends and family, people who knew that I was a real estate agent because they knew me personally. And then once Sean retired and I went into things full time, that's kind of when it changed.
0: So and whenever I- you whenever you went in full time, what did that look like? Did you find an agency to work for? Or- yeah.
1: So I had I actually stayed with my, my first firm that I was affiliated with the entire time. Um, that was a, it was called Fondville Morrissey and um, a great company. I loved like my broker in charge, but it's still, you know, real estate in general is very, you're your own business, right? You're a contracted employee. So whether, whatever firm you work for, you're not necessarily, you know, you're not an employee, you're running your own business and you're just hanging your license in this place. But yeah, so once I got back or once Sean retired and we kind of went into things full time, that was when I really threw myself into it. I, you know, um, Sean was at home and he was now a house husband, um, you know, really trying to figure out things after retirement. And it gave me the opportunity to really say, okay, this is my business. This is my baby. This is what I'm going to do. And lots of marketing, lots of open houses, lots of, you know, showings. I was, starting at seven o'clock in the morning and sometimes not finishing until seven or eight o'clock in the evening. And it was a really big change for us. You know, I think that there were times where Sean was kind of like, well, what am, what am I doing? And I'm over here, like our roles switched very drastically, very quickly. And now, yeah, it's, it's good.
0: So then how many years has that been? How many years have you been all in?
1: 2018 so almost five years.
0: So almost five years. So Mm -hmm. you've had some big exciting news recently, correct? Yeah. So what's been going on lately? Like where are we now versus where we were in 2018?
1: 2018. Yeah. So in 2018, I went back as a solo agent and then I was approached by someone who wanted to start a team. So I joined the team. I was kind of like a founding member, I guess, of that team. And it was five of us. And there were a couple of transitions, but for the most part, it's been the same five people. It was great. Our social media was incredible. The marketing was incredible. And it really did help kind of put me out there to where now people are aware of my brand. I go by the the name, The Triangle's Housewife. So kind of going from one housewife to now, you know, a realtor helping people do that. And so I really was able to, to like, you, like I said, build a brand and then within the last year or so, kind of within this team have have reached a place where I'm the top selling agent outside of like the the founder. And you know, I now know how to do all of this marketing. I now know how to do all of the things that I really got from the team in general when we started. Felt like I had kind of hit a place where I just couldn't really get any better. I couldn't really do anything more than that. And so I decided I was going to go and be a solo agent again and kind of just do my own thing, which entail would make me a little more money and, you know, give me a little more flexibility just because I the commission split would be different and all of those things. So I, I decided to do that. And I expressed that to some of my teammates, uh, well, to all of my teammates. And one of them was like, hey, if you're leaving, I'm, I'm coming too, um, and then another, you know, a, a couple of other agents had just expressed interest. Like, oh, do you do any sort of mentorship? Are you maybe thinking about starting your own team? And so I, I then decided, sure, you know, like I would love to do that. I would love to kind of offer things to people that weren't necessarily offered to me or, you know, just do things differently. And so I started what is now called Muse Realty Group. And we are uh, affiliated with Compass um, and like the Raleigh office, but um, it's a team of three beautiful women, um, all really, really passionate about just helping people buy and sell homes. And I get I have the, the privilege and, you know, just the honor of like really being able to teach and like mentor these young ladies. you know, eventually I think it will grow, but it's only been a couple of months. And so we're kind of just working out the kinks and figuring out the best way to provide service, not only to our clients, but for me to be able to provide service to, you know, the other agents who will be working alongside of me. That is so
0: exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. I actually have February 1st written down here.
1: Was that? So that was our pretty much like our announcement. Oh, okay. um, and in the, yeah. I've been in the works probably really since like we started, I started the LLC. We got like the bank account stuff set up and that was in December. And then early January, we did the big like announcement um, February 1st and had our launch party on the 9th, which was a really good time. And so, yeah, here, we're, we're here and we're working and we've already got some things closed and some things under contract. So it's great.
0: So what did that feel like to go from, to take that risk? What Mm -hmm. was that like? Was, I mean, was it pretty scary? Were you just like, I'm doing this. So tell me a little Uh, bit about that.
1: It's been a long time coming. It probably should have happened a long time ago, but I was, I was, I was nervous about it. It's a, you know, it's a lot of responsibility building somebody else's business. And, you know, obviously it's, it's my business and and, and me helping people build their business is obviously helping me use, but it's, it, it's scary to know that like, y- you have that kind of responsibility, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and, you know, real estate, like I said before, is it, it can be very like, it's just yours. It's your stuff. You're the only person responsible. And then to bring people in underneath you to have, you know, that sort of responsibility on them or for them is, is different. I'm very excited about it. I think that it's a, it's a great opportunity and I think that we'll, we'll do well, but it was scary to kind of go out and be on my own and to just, I mean, start a, a bigger business than what's just me.
0: Did it take you a long time to come to that? Or did you, did, did you dwell on it for a while? Think about it for a long time? Or were you just like, yep, I, I, I did. I
1: dwelled on it for a, quite a while. Um, I had many conversations with my husband, with my friends with some of my just colleagues, like, you know, do you really think I can do this? What if this doesn't work? And everybody is like, you are, you're amazing. And people want to work with you and they want to learn from you. And there's no reason that you wouldn't be successful in this. And I think, you know, while I believe in myself and my abilities, it's just always really nice. And sometimes necessary to hear that other people also believe in you and know that you can do something.
0: Well, with that being said, you got the top 100 realtors. Is that correct?
1: Why don't you tell me about okay. that? Yeah, so top 100 realtors on social media. Um, that was from Property Sparks. A great, just you know, again with real estate, a lot of it is like branding, who you are, the brand that you're creating, and you know, really putting out there. And a lot of that in this day is on social media. They look at. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, so all of these things where you're LinkedIn sometimes. So, you know, just you have a great presence, people are interested in what you're doing, and they really just kind of help promote you and your brand as well. Um, so that was great to just be recognized, especially top 100 in in our area. I think that there are 50,000 licensed realtors just in my county. And so to know that, you know, 100 of them were recognized and I was a part of that is great. Um, Another one is top 500 realtors in the triangle. And that is more based on like sales. That is with uh, real producers like triangle real producers, which is a magazine that focuses on like the real estate business. So attorneys insurance agents, obviously realtors, that sort of thing. And so to then be recognized in that, and I got to do, you know, like a photo shoot and now I'm going to be in April's issue. And it's just, you know, it's really cool to just be recognized and to be able to get, continue to get the brand out.
0: That's so amazing and so exciting for you. Thank you. you. So one thing that I know Um, In our groups, the Small Business Moms group, one of the questions I get all the time is about branding and marketing. So Mm -hmm. what did that look like for you? What did you, how did you get started? How did you, you do have a great brand. I checked out your website and you're consistent and your social media is really good. Did you teach yourself? Did you, how did you go about doing that?
1: I would say that the, the previous team that I was on The the team leader has amazing marketing. I mean, he takes photos, he does videos. He's funny, he's just super creative. And he really did kind of teach us that. He almost required us, right? Social media is big. It's where we get a lot of times some of our, you know, a lot of times our, our business comes from social media, our clients do. So he really made me put myself out there. Sometimes, and we were, you know, it's a younger group. Kind of fun and, you know, doing a lot of joking and laughing, but really just being personable and allowing people to see who you are. And for me, you know, I am a retired NFL player's wife and I do have a family and I really like to incorporate all of that because I think that all of that is important when you're deciding who you're going to work with as, you know, as a realtor. Um, so I try to, in my branding, in my marketing, to incorporate all of those things and really let people see you know, about me personally, rather than just about the homes that I've sold or, you know what I mean? So that's been important. And my social media, my marketing used to be terrible, right? Like my videos were low quality. It was really just about building and then getting better and better and better and today i feel like you know i have a a good grasp on things and how something should look or what i want it to look like but it still it still it still changes it still improves but i would really credit him to like making me begin to build a brand and to know that that's actually very important and not just my ability to like help you purchase or sell a home because most realtors are able to do that, but not everybody, you know, just does it. And um, I don't want to say anything, anything <laughs> I about anyone. Um, oh, I
0: get it. Yeah. Yeah. For but sure. marketing
1: and branding is obviously really, it's, it's very important.
0: Right. So There's if so- you could, if you could give advice to a new someone just, that maybe is just getting started or just thinking about getting their license, whether it be branding and marketing or something totally different, what would you say we have a lot of real estate agents in our group both mm-hmm. new and ones that have been doing it for a while so yes. what what advice would you give to the new ones
1: you know i would say like putting yourself out there really marketing yourself um as far as like new realtors that, that first year is the hardest year you know you're you're really reaching out to just your sphere of influence, the people who you, who know you love, you trust you, but everybody doesn't buy a house. Like they buy groceries or a planner every year, you know, like this is a big deal. And so, and some, some people you work with, or you talk to for years before they're ready to purchase or for years before they're ready to sell. And so these are like, you're building real relationships. You're making people trust you. And it isn't, you know, it it isn't going to be like this money maker for the most part for most people um, in that like first 12 to, you know, 16 months and just stick with it. I would say like it's, it can be really discouraging, especially if you're doing it part time, especially if you don't have a closing in the first, you know, few months or whatever it is, but that in that first year is, could be really tough. My suggestion is just like, you know, stick with it if you love it, stick with it and, I guarantee like it it comes, the the clients do come.
0: I think that's great advice, especially with real estate. Like you're saying the building relationships, Mm -hmm. I think that's so important in any, any industry, but you're right. You may be building relationships now and
1: not make the sale for years down the road. It could be years. And you know, a lot of, but you build that relationship and they might just refer someone else to you. Like, Hey, I'm not ready, but this person is. And that's really the nature of our business is there's a lot of referrals. There's a lot of repeat, you know, science and yeah, just like I said, being genuine and really taking care of the people who trust you to help them with such a like momentous thing is, is, is big.
0: So let's talk about balance. (laughs) productivity, time management, all the mom and business owner yeah. things mixed yeah. together. We yeah. talk about that a lot in small business moms because we're all moms <laughs> running businesses. And I struggle. I've came a long way, but I struggle a lot. Anybody that's followed this podcast or me at all knows that. Um, so where do you stand with all of it? What's, what's a day look like for you?
1: Yeah, so I would say that balance for me has become knowing that I can't do everything every day. Mm -hmm. The balance is going to be that some days I'm gonna have to work and I'm gonna have to work for a long time and I may not see, I may not make it to practice. I may not make it to basketball practice. I may not make it, you know, I may not be able to make dinner. But then other days I can be at home. I can take you to school. I can pick you up from school. We can go get ice cream. I'm gonna make it to practice. We're gonna make dinner. And just being able to really understand that all of it's not going to happen every single day. And so, you know, understanding that instead of like trying to cram everything into the same day, my house has to be clean, the dinner has to be made, the kids have to make it to school on time. Once I realized that that is not necessary, that it doesn't have to be all of those things. It it really just kind of took some of that off of my conscience. So, I would say that I do try to have a routine so that I can incorporate time for everything on my best days. And it doesn't always happen, but on my best days, I'm up at five. I do some sort of devotion or Bible, you know, like reading. I make it to the gym or at least ride my Peloton. I'm home in time for, you know, to like take the kids to school. So it's nice to get that stuff out of the way when the world around me is quiet and then, you know, come home. My children are old enough at this point where they're really getting themselves ready in the morning. My daughter is super responsible and super helpful with her little brother. My husband right now is home also in the mornings. So that kind of helps me start my day. I then I have a full real estate day. I normally am done unless I have like evening showings between like three and four o'clock. And then I can pick them up from after school. We can do dinner. My children are both very, very much involved in sports. So it could be softball practice, basketball practice for either of them, football practice. And then, you know, it's wind down, homework, bedtime. I normally try to get some work done in the evenings after dinner and while they're kind of getting ready for bed where I'm planning for my next day, you know, just making sure that I've gotten everything taken care of, responding to emails. And then my husband and I get to hang out if I don't fall asleep on the couch. I always fall asleep on the couch. (laughs) Like 99.9% of the the time we find something to watch or we, you know, if we're not literally doing something very intentional, I'm one of us is falling asleep. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I, I love the early mornings also. That's my time. And I know a lot of people don't do that. Don't like it. And I think that's fine too, but
1: it's the only time of day that is like quiet for me. I get get so much done between five and seven o'clock. I do too. And, and I like it put laundry in, I can do all of the things that just need to be done so that I can work for the day and still be done soon enough that I can have those evenings with my family, with my kid cleaning up a little bit, whatever it is that it looks like that evening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You can either get so much done in that time or like you get that time to yourself, whatever it is, like, it's just feels so good to have that time for yourself, that that quiet time. I love it and I depend on it for sure.
1: Definitely my 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 best days. My my best days happen when I get up early and just get some stuff done.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what about personal development books or podcasts or business books or podcasts? Mm -hmm. Do you have a go-to that you like to listen to or you do your devotional?
1: So that's that's something you do every day definitely do my devotion. Um, and that could be a five minute devotion. It could get a little more intense. So that is definitely something that's important and and needs to happen. But then to be completely honest, I'm, I feel like there's so much work. There's, there's, I spend so much time thinking about real estate, thinking about these sorts of things that I end up listening to podcasts about like crime. Me and- too. <laughs>
0: We we said that on the last podcast, like at some point, you're just tired of listening to anything that has to do with like personal development or business and true crime, like shuts my brain off and I love it. And people are like, how do you just listen to this all the time? And I'm like, oh, it's amazing.
1: Amazing. You know, it's, I I don't want to call it mindless because I am listening and I am trying to figure out what happened and I'm so intrigued in these stories, but you know, the the very last thing that I want to do because, you know, we go to a lot of seminars and we're constantly learning and we're taking CE classes. And so you, you, it's constant real estate. And I love it. I'm not saying I don't, but there are definitely times where like when I come home or when I'm in the car and it my workday is over. That's kind of what I'm listening to. I will say that there is a podcast like a real estate podcast from a, um, a lady and it's called Real Estate Bestie. And it's very much just like she she talks a lot about just her business and um, the things that she struggles with and, you know, how she runs an open house and what's, you know, very much just general everyday real estate. And I I enjoy that because it normally gives me like little tips or, you know, things that I've, I I do do and maybe could do a little bit better. And she'll talk about ways of like improving or, you know, thinking things that she's tried that have been successful. And then I can kind of incorporate that into my business as well. She, you know, oftentimes has people on who are doing the same thing. And she's like, oh, that's a great idea. So it's just a matter of, you know, especially if you don't have a team and you don't have somebody or a group of people that you're talking to and bouncing these things off of all the time, it's nice to have someone who's not, you know, in a, he, she's in a different market and she they do things differently. And so it's it's cool to be able to incorporate that sometimes into what I've got going on.
0: Yeah, but it is great because so many of the small business moms or my listeners in my group don't have someone to bounce stuff off of. And that's one of the biggest things I hear. Like if I ask questions about what they're looking for from the group or whatever, it's just sometimes they just need somebody to like network with or talk through ideas with or bounce things off of. So I think that's great that you have some, you know, a close group of women that you get to do that with because that's like, there's nothing else like that
1: a really big part of agreeing to, or, you know, deciding that I was going to start the team was that, you know, I really enjoyed that dynamic and being able to have somebody, you know, obviously you're in an office and you have a hundred realtors that you could talk to, but there, it's not a personal experience. You know, it's not something that you almost feel sometimes like you're bothering somebody if you're asking questions or, you know what I mean? So it's really nice to have a team who gets together weekly or sometimes every morning, it depends on, you know, the team. And it's just a, a couple of minutes. Hey, what do you have going on? You know, how can I help you? Do you have any questions about anything? Tell me about your crazy experience that happened last week and being able to, you know, like you said, network and collaborate because that's, that's huge in in our business or in any small business. I would say.
0: Yeah, for sure. So did you get into the network uh, or the Netflix series on that have been super popular lately Which one? Any I don't know what what are they even called? I can't think of the names right now.
1: I mean any sort of like documentary, any sort of like locked up, I'm a murderer. <laughs> no, I <laughs> um, mean the real estate ones. Oh, you know what? No. You didn't There's like Selling Tampa. That's what um, it was. Like
0: Selling Sunset, that was one. Yeah, yeah. You never got into that? I, I
1: didn't it just doesn't seem realistic to me.
0: Yeah. I did um, but- and I well Selling Sunset. I watched Selling Sunset and I always wondered I'm like how many I wonder how many people went back to be a real estate agent after watching that
1: show. I mean they obviously that's a a, a huge market and super luxury and it's beautiful. But there it's just I think it's more the drama for me where I'm like oh that's not you know why are we arguing right. about this? And you know I think real estate can be competitive as far as like, you know, you want to win, you want to make your client, you want to give your clients a win. But for me, it's really about everybody should win, right? There should be a, this should be easy. And my job is to make this, is to be the middleman so that people aren't arguing and people aren't making things personal that don't need to be personal. And I, you know, I just don't think that that should be the market or should be the, the dynamic of real estate agents in, in general. Um, so yeah, I've, I've watched a couple of episodes and then I'm kind of like, yeah, no, this is Yeah, it. no,
0: not for me. <laughs>
1: I felt the same way about like NBA wives and, and wags and all of that stuff. Like some of it was very real and some of it was like, this is not, this is not your the actual experience. And right. it, I don't love the way that people were portrayed.
0: Right. It doesn't do, um, a lot for like when we're trying to like always lift other women up and like preach right. community over competition and like right. let's help each other out and lift up other women and it doesn't do a lot for that movement at all.
1: Correct. Correct. <laughs> it actually lessens the the strength of that. So yeah, I'm with you on that.
0: Yeah. But I did watch it. So I can't say that I didn't <laughs> watch it. Yep. So um anything else? Is there anything else that you would just share with someone um like anyone, any real estate agents or entrepreneurs in general just You've already hit on making relationships, which I don't think you can beat that advice. The importance of marketing and branding. I don't think you can beat that advice. Anything else, any other tips or tricks that you would pass on to somebody or lessons that you had to learn the hard way that
1: you would hope that somebody else doesn't have to learn that way? Yeah, I would say, you know, really having faith in yourself is is big um obviously your market and your brand like you said and then you know we kind of hit on balance a little bit and like set set that time apart like you're when you're starting a business especially um you know you really do throw yourself all into that you want it to be successful you want it to to, to grow you want it to make you money you want and ultimately you're doing that i assume for for your family or for you know as, as, as far as moms are concerned we're doing that to support our family to support our community to do all of these things but then we don't actually take the time to to visit our community or to spend time with our children or you know just really or for ourselves right go get your nails and your toes done and go you know maybe get a facial and set time monthly if you feel like that's enough or maybe it's weekly just to really like take care of yourself and and the people who you love and care and um you know care about and because if you're overwhelmed or if you're burnt out or you know anything like that then you're not going to be good to anyone right you're not going to be any good to anybody else especially your business because it's going to it's going to make you upset rather than excited to be there so that would be the only other thing that I I feel like I would say or or recommend you know um as far as real estate is concerned we take care of other people all day long where a lot of times We're the the punching bag or the bearer of bad news or, you know, and obviously we get to do, there are great things about this as well, but, you know, really being able to like take a step back and taking care of me and like saying, okay, you know, hold on for just a second. My business stuff can wait for just a second and I'm going to go to this basketball game and I'm going to enjoy some time with my kids and, and that sort of thing. So I just think that that's important.
0: Yeah, for sure. In um, a membership that I run, our motto is you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of business. And that's I right. learned it. I started it because I learned it the hard way. And I was, you know, burnt out at both ends and just completely, I was not doing good in any aspect because I was just, mm-hmm. I was drained. So I think that's great advice. And the quicker you learn it, the easier it'll be. That's right. That's um, right. And we have a time management expert in that group. And she was on the podcast last week. And um, she always says like, it sounds corny, but like take off the work hat. And she like visualizes herself, like taking off the work hat. And now it's like home kids, you know, the, and, and sometimes you do have to literally be like, whatever is happening in those emails or whatever, like, I got to put that aside because Yeah, take
1: some time and it'll be there when you get back.
0: It will always be there. And we could think of a reason to go back to work every day. There's always going to be something. It's never going to be finished. We're never going to be done. So I think that's definitely great advice. So if people wanted to follow you, what would be the best way to do that?
1: Yeah, so I am the triangles housewife on all things. So um, it's just the and then triangles and housewife. Okay. Um, so that's Instagram. You can also, I have a uh like a realtor page. It's also the um sorry, a realtor page for Facebook. It's also the Triangles Housewife. I am Shonda Drone, D-R-A-U-G-H-N, and I'm pretty easy to find. I do have a personal website and then also a Muse website. So the Triangleshousewife.com is my personal website. Muse Realty R D U is my business website, like my um my team's website. And um I think that's it. Would love for everyone to follow and you know kind of join me on our journey. And then um Muse Realty does have a Instagram as well. It's very, very new. We have like four posts and I think a hundred followers at this point, but um Muse Realty Group, Muse underscore Realty Group is our um our Instagram for that.
0: Perfect. And I'll put all that in the show notes. So people can just click on them too. So that, so that'll be easier. Well, thank you so much for joining and sharing what all you have going on. I'm so excited for you and I can't wait to watch your journey. So thank you for being here. Thanks for
1: having me. I I enjoyed this.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the She is Unstoppable podcast. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review. My two boys are tracking downloads and reviews with a sticker chart, so your support will definitely bring a lot of joy to my home. For more information and resources, be sure to visit our website at www.lauramcclainandco.com. That's where you find everything for She is Unstoppable and Small Business Moms. We also have a personal development and business book club, a membership, and a t-shirt club. And I would love for you to join if you are interested in growing with an amazing group
1: of like-minded women. Until next time, don't forget, you are unstoppable.